0: favorite haunting the podcast i'm mel i'm ames it's episode 40 40 40 lordy lordy look who's 40 um not me yet my i remember when aunt or uncle or somebody was turning 40 and my grandmother used to put the ads in the papers <laughs> as she was like she wrote that like lordy lordy look who's 40 <laughs> <laughs> um hi hello this is this is our last one of the set yes for a while we're gonna take a break after this much needed break mm. if you haven't listened yet our bonus episode number two our second bonus episode <laughs> is up uh for halloween yes we it- recapped rolling i'm sorry I cut you off we recapped rolling hills Yes, we did. Our investigation of Rolling Hills, not the episode that we did of Rolling Hills.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We actually went and investigated. And it was so much fun. So if you haven't, yeah, go listen to it. It's pretty cool. Got some stuff. Uh, Yeah, there was
0: a lot of, like, sounds and voices and experiences. It was really cool. Um, And now we're back with just a plain old boring regular episode.
1: I don't think it has to be boring. (laughs) It's just regular. Yeah. Regular is good sometimes. You know, I really
0: feel like a lot of these people are expecting fireworks and like, it's a podcast. You can't (laughs) see fireworks. (laughs) Um, Can't make everyone happy. No. Haters going to hate. So we do us. Uh, Well, anything to touch on? Um, I don't think so. Okay. Let's
1: talk about ghosts. Sure. What you got? I have the Fainting Goat Island Inn. Fainting goats? Oh, my God. Do they scream first? Do they? I don't know. I didn't actually research the goats. I researched the ghosts. Oh. Are there ghosts of goats? Not that I'm aware. That would be amazing. (laughs) (laughs) This is in Nichols, New York, and it sits on the southern shore of the Susquehanna River and it overlooks Hooper's Valley Island. So it's not actually on an island. But they do have fainting goats on the island? No, at the, the hotel. At the ho- at the inn, yeah. At the inn. Yes. They do have fainting goats. Yes. Oh boy. They have um several rescue animals, a pot pot-belly pig, a couple of um Burme- Burmese 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 pythons? pythons? No. <laughs> <laughs> Pyre- Pyrenees. Pyrenees mountain dogs, right? Is that the breed? Uh, Great Pyrenees. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They have like four of those. They have a potbelly pig. They have a ton of goats. Road trip. A couple cats. I think some chickens. Oh, I have cats. I don't care about them. But yeah, they they rescue animals. The owners. <gasps> oh. Yeah, and um, their rooms are named after breeds of goats. I didn't I didn't connect that until I looked up because it. it In the hauntings, it talks about a couple of the rooms. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, these have interesting names. But I didn't connect it with breeds of goats until I looked up what the other room names were. And then I'm like, oh. Oh. (laughs) That makes sense now. I just was looking up how far away it is. It's only two and a half hours.
0: (laughs) Um, Also, I typed in Fain. F-A-I-N. And Fainting Goat Inn came right up. So there's that.
1: Oh, my God, it's so cute. Okay, I'll tell your story. <laughs> okay, so there was there's not a whole lot of history that I could find on it. Um, even on the inn's website, they don't have a lot of history. But uh, before it was actually a building on this part of the land, um, it used to be an open-air market on the riverbank. So the boats would come down the river or up the river. I don't know which direction.
0: Over the river and through the woods to grandmother's house we go.
1: And um, people would bring their wares and then set up on the the riverbank and, you know, that would be where they would do their marketing. (laughs) Marketing? (laughs) Not that kind of marketing. No. Uh, Shopping. There, that word. In 1849, the Erie Railroad was built on the north shore of the river and there was... um, a bridge connecting the north and south shores of the Susquehanna. And for that reason, the inn was built on the south shore in in the 1850s for the train traveler passengers to, you know, stay. So, like, before I figured out that another railroad was built on the southern shore in 1881, I was like, this doesn't make sense. The railroad is on the north shore, how is the inn related to the railroad? And it was confusing. Well, because the people just got across the bridge. <laughs> yes. Well, I didn't, I couldn't, the bridge is no longer there oh. and I couldn't find the bridge. Like I couldn't, I found one reference to where the bridge was. <laughs> it was, it was, it was a whole thing. How do people cross it now then? Uh, there's a new bridge in a different oh, location. That's good. That's further away. <laughs> that's inconvenient. Yes. Um, but they did have a ferry that used to transport there and a bridge, and that's how it made more sense. And then in 1881, the Lackawanna Railroad was built on the southern shore right in front of where this inn sits. Um, but the only railroad tracks that are still left are the ones on the north shore. So when I was Google mapping, like, trying to figure out where the train ran through, I was like, this doesn't make sense. But, yeah. So the current owner bought the house in 2008, and they have been working to restore it to its former glory since then. Along the way, they uncovered um, some pieces of the building's past, including old photographs and deeds to the property with names of previous owners. But I couldn't figure out—I couldn't find the names of the previous owners, so they probably have the documents, like, at the inn. Yeah, yeah. That you could probably look at. That's awesome, though. I'd frame them and hang them up. They they have lots of like old things in the, like the four year, um, of old pictures and things hanging up. So they probably do, but I, I couldn't find an online record of mm-hmm. who the people were that owned it. I mm-hmm. couldn't find the online record of who built it or anything like that. So cool mystery. You know, it built itself. <laughs> And there are rumors that the house uh, played a role in the Underground Railroad during that time period. And it's basically decorated in period fashion, so like in the eight for the eighteen fifties and later. And that's about it. There's not too many, not too much for the history. Yeah, it's really, it's a really pretty location though. I read through so many like histories of the town and like people of the town, and I couldn't like couldn't find anything. <sighs> it was annoying, but the hauntings are good. So we can move on to the huntings. Uh, The owner, shortly after um, they purchased it, experienced early on uh, furniture moving around. But they just like brushed it off as like, I'm tired. You know, that's like we've been renovating and, you know, that didn't do any. That wasn't where I thought it was. But then guests started telling them about their experiences Oh boy. (laughs) From voices and footsteps when no one else is in the house, to slamming doors, smelling cigar smoke, or flowery perfume with no apparent source, to stranger things like one guest having a suitcase follow him across the room. What? Like he left it, I'm assuming it was like by the bed or the closet or something, and he went to leave the room and the suitcase like rolled after him. Or like, yeah, it was like, it didn't like float, (laughs) like it rolled across the, across the floor after him.
0: Maybe it was like, you know, like when, um, toilet paper sticks to your shoe, (laughs) maybe something was like caught, like his shoelace was caught on it and it just, he, he was
1: pulling it (laughs) without knowing he was pulling it. I don't know. It's interesting. I'm being, I'm being silly. (laughs) Uh, Another thing is eyes looking back at you from the mirrors. No. Like you go to like check your reflection and like there's eyes looking at you. And, uh. Wait, not my own eyes? No, not your own eyes. Yeah, no. A different pair of eyes. No, not okay. (laughs) An intuitive guess. that's how they stated it, says the most active spirit is of a playful little boy. He's heard laughing, and he keeps guests up at night. They didn't say specifically what he does to keep them up at night. Hmm. I don't know if it's just the laughing or if there's Maybe other he's things. racing
0: up and down the hallways, maybe,
1: while answering incorrect trivia questions. This, that, <laughs> that's a reference to our bonus episode. And then there's accounts from specific rooms. so one of the rooms is the fainting room <laughs> for the fainting goats. Oh,
0: fainting is a, a breed.
1: Yes. I thought they were called that because they faint.
0: Yeah, but the, the, I didn't know the, that was, but I didn't know that was a specific breed. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Um, so guests staying in this room have been awoken by voices and sights of two chatty women having tea. So just, like, off in, in, in the corner of the room, there's these two women just sitting having tea. Usually in the middle of the night, apparently, because everyone's getting woken up by these ladies. I mean, when else do you drink tea? <laughs> and then there's the Nubian room, where a child's chair is moved beside the bed. Now, I... What is... I? It's either one of two things. Either the child's chair is always by the, by the bed and then it's moved from its one position to another, or it's somewhere else in the room and then it's pulled up by the bed. I'm not sure they didn't specify which, which way it was happening, but to me, I think it's more, it's somewhere else in the room and And then it's by the bed. bed. Because why would you normally keep it by the bed? I I feel no like idea. I'd walk in, see it by the bed, and then move it, <laughs> and then the ghost would move it back. Yes. And then also outside that room in the hallway, gumballs have been spilled onto the floor when it's like the hallway has been empty. And then all of a sudden you hear gumballs sorry, falling. Gum, where are gumballs falling from? Do I they have a gumball w- machine? I'm as, I'm assuming there's like a candy dish on a table somewhere or something. I don't know. I just or pictured just it like
0: raining gumballs from the ceiling.
1: Maybe it did. I don't know. They
0: just said gumballs falling on the floor. <laughs> but like physical gumballs, like yeah. when you come outside and they're they're there. Yeah. They're not like it's not just like the sound of it.
1: No. Okay. No, there's gumballs. Okay, so gumballs. there are
0: actual physical gumballs some involved in this somewhere.
1: Yes. Okay. <laughs> and then in the Alpine room, which seems to be the most active room. Oh. Guests complain of hearing people going up and down the stairs all night. Stairs that no longer exist. Oh, fun. (laughs) Yes. Uh, The current owners, while they were doing some remodeling or refinishing in the floor or something, found where the stairwell used to be. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's right about the middle of the room, and it's, yeah, it's no longer there. Um. Some women were spending the night in that room and when they woke up they found quarters lined up in a row all heads up, like at the end of the bed. Like on the floor on the bed like at the foot of the bed. Like their quarters? They didn't specify whether if it was theirs. If their- it was theirs or like I'm assuming it was whatever changes in the room. Do
0: ghosts even use money?
1: Like- <laughs> yeah, it was that was it was odd. A few other strange things. Um, to note, during the renovation of this room, there was a drop ceiling, and when they were taking the drop ceiling out, a knife fell out on top, <gasps> top of them, and it was, Weird. like, rusty and stained-looking. They still have the knife. Um, and then, when they were working on the floors, they found clothing under the floorboard, by under the windows, like, the floor under the window under the floor. <laughs> I don't know. That, that, that doesn't make sense the way I'm saying it. Under the window between the floor, like under. The floorboards. Yeah. 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 Um, which they also looked stained. And they left them there under the floor. Yeah, they did. Who was murdered? I don't know. Yeah, but. Oh, my God. Do you know what this means? The body is there somewhere, I bet. Ugh. I don't know, but I don't, I don't know why they left them under the floor. Is that a good thing or is that a bad thing? I th- I mean, I think you don't disturb that, right? Yeah, That's what they said. They didn't want to mess with that. Like the cabinet in my basement.
0: <laughs> Leave it
1: be yeah. until it starts creating a
0: problem. <laughs>
1: um, And then there's, and then I have an account from a guest that stayed there, which they have a guest book where they have things <laughs> written down. Yeah, they do. From, from experiences, this is just one of them that I happened to f- find a digital copy of. Um, so this guy, Ronald, writes, We did have something happen to us at around 12.30 a.m. It was very disturbing, but will not keep us from coming back. Cool. My wife and I were sitting on the bed talking, and it was getting late, and she told me I should... Uh, take my shoes off in case I fall asleep. I told her I was fine, and I would before I did. Well, I was wrong, and she and I fell asleep on top of the bed, like on top of the covers. And then at 12.35, I don't know how he knows the exact time. Maybe he looked over at the clock. I don't know. Maybe he estimated. I was awakened by both my feet being shaken vigorously. As I opened my eyes, the shaking stopped, but, as I looked down at the bottom of the bed at my feet, the shaking started up again, but only for about fifteen seconds or so. I saw nothing but my feet and legs being banged together with no control <laughs> over them. Oh no, I told whoever it was doing I told whoever was doing it to stop, and it did or they did. I got up out of bed and was like. Okay, this is how you want to play, so I got out my flashlight and looked under the bed as I remembered what you said earlier that day. I'm assuming that he's writing to the owner. I don't know what she told him earlier that day, though. (laughs) I saw nothing. I didn't know what I would have done if I had, lol, thinking back at it a few minutes after I did that. The rest of the night was no sleep, waiting to see if anything would happen next. The only thing that happened the rest of that night, on and off, about every 20 minutes or so, was the very noticeable smell of flowers. Mm. It would last for about a minute or so and go away and then come back. It did this up until around 5.30 a.m., then nothing at that point. It was great! I guess next time I will not fall asleep with my shoes on. <laughs> She's checking up on him. <laughs> and uh, the only other note is the owners offer guided haunted tours and ghost hunts available by appointment. Nice. Nightly room rates start at $90. Oh, cheap, too.
0: Um, this is kind of funny. I also did a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if you've been on our in our Facebook group lately, but mm-hmm. Liz had left a comment, our friend Liz from Scotland, and asked if we would uh, create a haunted travel agency. Oh. And I responded with – and this was annoying because I responded from my personal account. Uh-huh. And I was like, yes, my dream job. And then when I went back in to, to do something else – under the podcast account mm-hmm. it changed my comment to oh being from the podcast so uh-oh that was annoying <laughs> i mean i typically like when i say things like i me my i don't want to respond on behalf of both of us yeah so i try to do it from my personal account but fucking facebook man i hate this is i hate facebook i really do <laughs>
1: such an evil necessity. It doesn't even make sense how that happens.
0: I know. And like it went through and like I made sure like I double checked it was my account and it posted and it had my icon, like my picture Mm -hmm. next to it and it had my name (laughs) and then I switched accounts and went back in and it was the My Favorite Haunting account. And I was like, what? What? Come on. (laughs) uh
1: so yeah so that's why I found that a haunted travel agency but I mean I I would do it we can make a travel agency you can't guarantee it'll be haunted I mean we can put together
0: all the haunted (laughs) hots but where are you going what city are you going to we're on it we will make an itinerary for you (laughs) what do you charge I don't even know what to charge for that do we need to be licensed for that I I feel like you do (laughs) probably let's keep it all under the table for now I'm just kidding IRS (laughs) Um, now I get audited
1: um <laughs> because of our podcast. <laughs> I mean whatever. we spend money on this. We don't we don't money make money. money. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I just got back from um a a bit of of a traveling around with my cousin. And um we had a bunch of different spots. We went to New Orleans we went to Atlanta. We stayed at the Myrtle's Plantation for a night. Cool. Um, I was severely haunted (laughs) by mosquitoes. Worst mosquito bites I have ever had. My whole, like, they attacked, like, my right ankle for some reason. Hmm. Um, Sweeter
1: on that side? I
0: guess. I mean, I had a couple other ones, but, like, they were mostly around my right ankle, and it was so bad, my whole, like, ankle and foot swelled up. Hmm. Like, I've never had a reaction like that from mosquitoes before. It's crazy. Um I will say for Myrtle's though, so we got like a couple of months ago, but because it was right before Halloween. So we were talking about like where we were stopping and what to see and everything. And I was like, well, don't feel like you have to do this because I don't think you're into like ghosts and stuff as much as I am. But Mm -hmm. Myrtle's plantation is like an hour away from New Orleans. And she looks it up and she's like, there's one room left. Should I book it? And I was like, Mm. yes, book it. (laughs) So it turns out since we last left the Myrtles, Mm -hmm. they have since built new buildings. Oh, So the one room that was left, it was a very nice room. Mm -hmm. It was really cool. It was on the ground floor and it was right off. There's like little like... Dining courtyard patio area mm-hmm. building is brand new. Oh. Restaurant is brand new. Food is amazing. Mm-hmm. Drinks are good. They did th- they do a historical tour that's included with your stay, mm-hmm. and then for Halloween, of course, we added on the ghost tour for like twenty bucks. Problem with the ghost tour is, um, they over they definitely overpacked us. There was like over thirty people in our group, and wow. it was really rushed. And then in the middle of our, our tour, we were leaving, we were in like the main foyer with the staircase where, um, what's his name was died. I can't remember. Oh my God. I can't remember his name, but he was shot on the porch oh. and then climbed up the steps Yeah, and was calling for Sarah. See, I remember Sarah <laughs> for more information, go back and listen to our episode. I don't know the number. Um, but so we were in that area and one of the, a girl in our group had sat down on the steps and like she looked like she'd been drinking and she was kind of holding her head so i was like okay she just needs to take a break whatever Mm -hmm. the whole group was leaving and she was still sitting there Mm -hmm. and i was the only one that noticed so i walked back over and i was like hey are you okay and she was like not responsive and i was like shit and um so i'm like trying to shake her awake like hey like can you tell me your name like hey can you like Uh look at me and she was like kind of moaning and like her head was like i thought she was drunk uh-huh. And then my cousin realized I wasn't with them and she popped her head back in and she's like waving at me. And I was like, can you get the, can you get the guide? Cause there's something wrong. Like, uh-huh. I think she might need an ambulance. So then it turned into like such a shit show. Oh, wow. Like there, cause then everybody's like, cause then the next room's like the dining room and there's mm-hmm. glass doors, but mm-hmm. there's curtains over them, but they're like lace. So everyone's peeking through the curtains and I'm like trying to stand to like block her. Like it's none of your business. Yeah. and Yeah. And, um, It was nothing paranormal. We found her friends that she was with. She has a history of fainting. Okay. So, and it was really hot that day and they've been doing a lot of running around, probably not drinking a lot of water. Mm -hmm. And now you're in this hot, overcrowded room. Yeah. And the rooms are like fairly small and you're just cramming over 30 people in there. And so that happened. They ended up calling her an ambulance. And, um, when we left the tour, we saw her climbing in like of her own accord. So she's okay. Um, but you know it was kind of an, it's of course my cousin asked the guide like does that happen a lot and the guide was like no that that's never happened here before but and then she was like but i teach high school so like i've like you know i know like first aid and stuff like like i've mm-hmm. experienced that before just not here and then she turns to the group and says you know some people are sensitive <sighs> and and i just like rolled my eyes and I was like oh my god you really and like i understand you there you're trying to do a job and you're trying to like save face and everything but mm-hmm. like stop um and then it was even more rushed after that because we didn't get extra time for stopping to help that girl yeah and so then the group after us was like on our tails and like so it was not the ghost tour was not great i don't recommend i do recommend the historic tour there was only 10 of us Mm -hmm. it was the next morning so like you lose that night factor yeah but it was much more informative she still went over the the haunting stuff Mm -hmm. and chloe and like the photograph of chloe the um the slave girl who mm-hmm. they caught the a picture of between yes. the two buildings. Um, so like she still went over all of that and there was no group on our heels. Like we could take our time. Yeah. I got much better pictures. Mm-hmm. So like the, that's also where the, um, in the foyer where the stairs are, that's where that haunted mirror is. Yeah. Um, where people see like shapes and stuff. Um, and it's like, I missed that entire thing because I was trying to help, yeah you know no good deed goes unpunished, right? <laughs> um but like, so for the day tour, I stopped, and I was taking pictures of everything, and like it was like I had all the time in the world, yeah, um, and it's basically all the same information, so um, tour guides are a little bit over dramatic, but you know they're there to do a job, and I think they like their jobs, so yeah, more power to 'em, um anyways, that's not what I'm here to talk to you about. <laughs> what i am here to talk to you about is the driscoll hotel in austin texas where we spent a (laughs) night it's um considered one of the most haunted hotels at least in texas i think in the u.s it came up like on a list because we were so it's funny how this happened we were in atlanta and we hadn't planned we were to stay in austin yet okay and we were googling and like it's almost halloween so all the like haunted hotels were coming up and this one kept coming up. And my cousin's like, I don't mind if you want to stay there. So I called them up and I was like, so I hear your hotel is haunted. (laughs) And she kind of laughs and she goes, yeah, I don't know much about that. Um, The operator or the front desk might know. Cause I was like, give me your haunted rooms. Mm -hmm. And um, we had like breezed through the cliff notes of the different stories. Mm -hmm. So like we knew like, there's like basically two rooms that have, Sto- like stories, like claims attached to them. Yeah. So we were trying to ask for one of those two rooms. And um, so she puts me through to the operator because they have an operator. <laughs> and he's like, you know, how can I direct you? And I was like, oh, I guess I have to talk to the front desk. And he's like, okay. So he transfers me and it rings and rings and rings forever, forever, forever. And then he comes back on the line and he says, I'm sorry. I, I guess they're a little busy. They're not answering. Is there anything I could help you with? And I was like, well, we're trying to book. A room and it's kind of last minute, but we saw that there's like ghost stories for this hotel. So we were hoping to stay in one of the haunted rooms and but we didn't know which one it is. And he goes, Oh yeah, that's 525. <laughs> he was so excited. He was so excited. He's like, Yeah, that's room 525. Um, but you have to ask them for uh because reservations was a different line than the front desk.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And he goes, But reservations won't, they won't book it by room. You have to ask for the room type. And then when you go to check in, then you ask if the room is available. Like that's the only way to do it. And I'm like, that's a dice roll. But he's like, just ask for the petite queen. So I was like, okay. So he transferred, he transfers me again and I get somebody, I get a different woman. Mm -hmm. And I was like, so I guess I have to ask you for the petite queen. And she looks at her computer. She's like, Oh, I don't have any petite queens available. And I was like, no. And she's like, well, I have this and that and this. And I was like, Mm, yeah but I'm supposed to ask for the petite queen and she's like is there a specific reason you want that room and then I was like well because we're trying to get room 525 <laughs> but I, you can't book by room and she goes no and she's like well why do you want that room and I was like because it's haunted I said don't laugh <laughs> because it's haunted and she goes what it is so it turns out so the Driscoll Hotel is a historic hotel it was built in 18 opened in 1870 um, but it is now owned by the Hyatt. Oh. So when you call a book it, you're not calling the Driscoll to book it. You're oh. calling like the Hyatt, like reservation switchboard. Okay. So I was talking to a woman in Fort Lauderdale uh-huh. and That's <laughs> she, why. Yeah, she goes, this is haunted. What do you mean? And I was, so I started telling her, I was like, yeah, apparently like, I don't want to get to the details yet because I'll get into them. But I was like, yeah, apparently this room, this happened. And then something else happened over here. And then people see this and people see that. And she was getting so excited. <laughs> and she was like, oh, my gosh, this is so cool. I had no idea that any of our hotels were haunted. And then she goes, have you ever been to Estes Park, Colorado? And I was like, I wish. And then I was like, you know, I have a, I have this podcast. Where we do haunted. We like cover haunted locations. And I just did the Stanley Hotel like a couple, like a month ago or whatever. And she got all excited because she (laughs) went, but she was too chicken to spend the night there, but she did the tour and she said it was so cool. And she wished she had the guts to stay there overnight (laughs) because it was so cool. And I was like, it's next on my list. Um, so anyways, without further ado, (laughs) the Driscoll hotel and it's spelled Driscoll, not Hmm. like Driscoll, Uh like how you would like, it's Driscoll. So Here we go. Uh, So let me take you back to 1869. (laughs) Austin, Texas, the westernmost metropolis in the state of Texas. Uh, Jesse Lincoln Driscoll moves there with his wife, Nancy, four daughters and two sons. He is a former Confederate colonel and he um, made and then lost a fortune during the Civil War by selling cattle to the Confederacy. Hmm. Uh, he makes and loses a fortune a few times throughout his life. (laughs) So, uh, One of those guys. Yep. So, uh, oh, I'm sorry, I was wrong. It did not open in 1871. It opened in 1886. He loses his fortune when the Civil War ends because loser, loser. Um, By the early 1880s, though, He's made some of his money back. and He's Mm -hmm. wealthy again. He's now a cattle baron. Okay. Because that's a thing. And um, a well-established businessman. So he's making money again. So he decides he wants to build a hotel luxurious and grand enough to rival those in all the other major cities like New York, Chicago. Mm -hmm. So he buys this lot of land on Brazos Street and what is today 6th Street. It was called something else back then. For seventy five hundred dollars, that's seven thousand five hundred dollars in today's money. Mm-hmm. Twelve million? No, I am kidding. I don't know what it is. The hotel is built at an estimated cost of four hundred thousand dollars in today's money. $11 billion. <laughs> Jk. Um, I think it, it it worked out to be. They said it somewhere. Like um, we were when we were walking into the hotel, mm-hmm. there was a tour group. Mm-hmm. outside and i overheard the guy saying the guide saying like today it would be like i think it was like two million or something like it was like a couple of million um the hotel opened in december of 1886 and on january 1st 1887 hosts the inaugural in inaug- inaugural ball i will not take emails over my mispronunciation deal with it um for just elected governor Seul ross uh, this becomes a tradition for succeeding governors. So, like, all, all the governors since then have, like, had their inaugural balls in the Driscoll. Cool. Um, in 1887, U.S. Senator Houston is staying in the Driscoll with his family, including four-year-old Samantha, um, his daughter. Uh, Samantha was running amok, playing with a ball. The ball rolled down the stairs in the lobby. She tried to chase after it, tripped on the steps, fell, and broke her neck. Oh. Uh, In May of 1887, the general manager and half the staff are hired by a rival hotel and without sufficient staff to run it, the hotel closes. So that was a whopping six months of business. Wow! And I mean, this hotel, like, so what it is today, they basically have restored it to mostly what it looked like back then. And it's cool. It's ridiculous. (laughs) Like, it's so like I have photos. I'll put them up. Photos that I took myself. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing spooky in any of them, unfortunately. But well, nothing paranormal in any of them. <laughs> um, some of the things are spooky. So the hotel closed. Uh, Driscoll hires on new management and is able to reopen in October. But the following year, the Driscoll family loses their fortune again when an unusually cold winter kills over three thousand cattle, and they are forced to sell the hotel. Um. And that so that unusually cold winter came on the heels of an exceptionally long drought. So they had a drought fouled by freezing and so all those cattle. So that was 1887. And then in 1890, Jesse Driscoll dies of a stroke. The hotel purchased a life-sized portrait of him, which still hangs in the lobby today. Is that one of the spooky things?
1: It's a little... I mean, they all kind of are. I mean, (laughs) yeah,
0: because it's it's kind of imposing. It's very large. Mm -hmm. I would say it's larger than (laughs) life-sized. Larger than life. I I think it's a little larger than life-sized. It takes up an entire wall. Oh, wow. Um. No, they have throughout the hall. So this place, if you guys are ever in Austin and able to stop by, you don't, it's kind of, it's a little pricey. You don't have to book a room, but you can still go in and walk around. Mm-hmm. Wait, could we? Yeah. Did we have to scan the card? No, we didn't have to scan the card. Yeah. You can just go upstairs and walk around the hallways. They have so much art and they're not prints. Like they're all original works and wow. it's so beautiful. There's so many beautiful paintings Um, But there are also these shadow boxes Mm -hmm. that have artifacts in them and photographs Mm. that are very, very old. Okay. And some of those are pretty creepy. Okay. (laughs) There's one in particular that I took a picture of. And there's, inside the shadow box, there's a black and white photo of a little girl Mm -hmm. up in the corner and I zoomed in on her and took a picture because she is creepy as fuck. Like she looks like a little, it's, it's cre- Anyway. <laughs> so the hotel trades hands several times over the years, but continues to host extravagant events and remain every bit the grandest hotel in Austin that it was intended to be. And actually when he set out to build it, he referred to it as the hotel of dreams, hmm. uh, which I forgot to write down, but wanted to put in. Lyndon B. Johnson and Lady Bird had their first date in the Driscoll in 1934. It was a breakfast date in the dining room. (laughs) Uh, And then he would continue to um, get a room there to wait out election results. Cool. So when he was elected to Senate, right? He was a senator first?
1: Sure. Sure. I have have no idea.
0: I'm pretty sure it was his Senate election... And then his vice presidency election, and then his re-election cool. for president. Um, he waited out all the, those results in the Driscoll. Um, in 1969, the hotel closes in anticipation of the addition of a 19-story glass facade tower. And I'm really glad that didn't happen because it sounds hideous. Mm. It's This building looks so cool. It's that, like, gothic revival, kind of. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine what... This monstrosity would have looked like it would have been disgusting. But when plans fall through, it looks like the hotel is facing demolition. (laughs) Uh, It actually came very close. They had actually set the date to demolish the building, but citizens led by the Heritage Society of Austin managed to get it declared a historical landmark. In 1970, fundraising raises... $900,000, and the redevelopment budget rises to almost $2 million after loans and corporate funding are attained. In 1973, the Driscoll reopens, hosting celebratory galas attended by every governor from the previous 20 years and descendants of governors since the 1890s.
1: Wow. Yeah.
0: In October of that year, Braniff International Hotels purchases the hotel spends... $350,000 to restore the lobby to its original grandeur. The hotel begins changing hands again throughout the eighties with each owner spending millions of dollars in renovations in 1996. The hotel is purchased by the great American life insurance, which spends $30 million to completely restore the hotel to its original design. Wow. It's a lot of fucking money. Um, Bill Clinton stayed there in 1999 and in 2001, George W. leased the ballroom and mezzanine for two weeks for cabinet selection meetings. And in 2013, the Hyatt bought the Driscoll and that's where we are today. Cool. Awesome. Uh, so poor Samantha, poor little Samantha Houston. Yeah. She still hangs around. Hmm. So there are tons of accounts of guests hearing her running around chasing the ball. Mm -hmm. giggling, sounds of a ball bouncing. Um, there's a painting that hangs on the fifth floor that is commonly referred to as Samantha's painting. And the common story is it was painted for her after Mm -hmm. she died. And we found this painting Mm -hmm. because it was on our floor. (laughs) However, it is not Samantha. This painting is a replica painting, Mm Of a painting that was painted before she died. (laughs) Um, So it's not her. Um, However, people still claim that her spirit haunts the painting. I think, I personally think it's two different hauntings. I think Samantha still runs around chasing the ball. And I just think that this painting is just a creepy little painting. Mm -hmm. Um, But people claim, if they look at it too long, people have claimed to start feeling dizzy or sick. Or as though they're levitating.
1: Interesting.
0: Um, And there are a few claims that say that they've looked at it. If they look at it long enough, the girl's expression starts to change.
1: Interesting. Um,
0: I experienced none of these things, but that doesn't mean anything. I mean, well, it doesn't mean that it didn't happen to somebody else.
1: And can't people paint things that will do that to you also? Like just the way they paint something? like nothing paranormal about to it to make
0: you feel sick and dizzy yeah
1: I don't I don't know like kind of like subliminal messaging but like visual
0: I mean the only thing that comes to mind that makes me think that it would do that would be those like um
1: optical illusions. yeah magic
0: eye. yeah those ones or like the um the psychedelic Ones that like if you look at it on a computer screen and you move your oh, head, yeah. it looks like it's moving. Um but this is really just it's just a painting of a little girl holding holding a nosegay.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Refer to bonus episode number two for that. Um it's flowers. She's holding flowers. Um and a letter. But what's creepy about it is it's like she's holding the letter out. It's like weird. She's trying to give it to you? Yeah. There was actually another painting that freaked me out um, because it was just so lifelike. Mm. And it's um, it's of a woman in profile, sitting in a chair, perfect posture, like turn of the century or 1800s clothing, mm-hmm. like a dress. And she's reading a book in her lap. But she looks so real. Like when I first saw it, I thought it was a photograph, <laughs> but it's big yeah, and it's in color. And I was like, what... These are all paintings. Why is there suddenly a giant photograph? And I walk up to it and I was like, "No, it's a painting."
1: Wow. It's
0: crazy. Um but that one freaked me out just for the fact that I felt like she w- could look up at me at any moment. Yeah. Anyway, so room 525. So that's the one we were trying to get. There are two suicides in this room. Mm. Uh it's supposed to be the most haunted, and I th- I feel like the story is most peculiar behind it. In both cases, the the suicide victims were would-be brides, they both committed suicide in the bathroom, 20 years apart, on the day. Wow. Yeah. So the first case, um, the wedding was set to take place in the Driscoll itself. It was the early 70s. Um, The groom called it off the day before. Bride is distraught. goes and kills herself in the bathroom. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: 20 years later, to the day, um, so early 90s now, another woman, she was supposed to get married in Houston. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And that got called off. I think the groom also called that one off and she was pissed. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, she killed herself. So obviously like she was like sad and upset and hurting too, mm-hmm. but, um, that like that melancholy. Um, but at her first, her first thing that she does is steal his credit card <gasps> and she drives to Austin, books herself a room at the Driscoll, <laughs> which is not cheap. Uh huh. And then goes on a shopping spree. Oh, wow. Racks up a $40,000 credit card bill.
1: Wow. On his
0: card. So this is like her final, like, fuck you. And then um, comes back to the hotel, arms full of bags, goes into her room, and then she's found uh, several days later in mm. the bathroom. Um, she shot herself and I guess muffled it with the pillow. Okay. So nobody heard it, or if they did, they didn't know what they heard, and mm-hmm. she was left for a little bit. Um, so accounts for that room include apparitions. Um, one is a, of a woman in a white wedding dress. I would assume that that's the first woman because... I would think so. Because she would, like her wedding dress would have been in the hotel like it was supposed to be the next day. Mm-hmm. Unexplained leaks in the bathroom, wet footprints in the bathroom when no one's been using the tub... There's also a few a few stories. These are fun. So in the late 90s when the fifth floor – well, the whole thing was under renovation. But the fifth floor, so like half of it was closed off. Mm-hmm. And they were – like they weren't letting people stay up there because they were renovating. Yeah. Um, but they didn't do anything to like really close the floor off so you could still get up there. So people would go up and explore, which if all that artwork was on the walls, I don't blame you. Mm-hmm. But um, – They'd go up there to explore, and there's a few different accounts of um, people going up there, like, sneaking up there to, like, look around or whatever, and seeing a woman, arms full of shopping bags, walking down the hall, and then she stops at 525 and goes to go into the door, and she goes into the room. And one guy was even, like, he stopped to, um, like, can I help you? Do you need help with that? And Mm -hmm. she looked at him, and she was like, no, I got it and went into the room, and wow. then he's like, well, "You're not supposed to be staying here." And so there's a few cases like that where, like, they're 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 up there looking around and they see her, and then she goes into the room, and they're like, "No one's supposed to be up here. Why are they renting out rooms up here?" And they go down to the front desk, and you know, why are you letting guests stay up in the in the fifth floor? It's being renovated. Like, why couldn't I stay up there? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what they were saying. But like, <laughs> but the point was like. There's people up there. Yeah. And the front desk would be like, no, there's nobody up there. And they'd be like, I saw somebody. And like, this guy was like, I, I offered to help her with her bags. Like the front desk staff would be like, I'll show you. And they would take them up, open the door and the room is empty. There's no furniture. There's nobody. Wow. So, um, and then we have room 427 also not as much details for this one, but it was another suicide, um, guests in that room, you'll see a woman right on the edge of your peripheral. Mm
1: -hmm. And then
0: when you go to look, cause you're like, why is this woman in my room? Mm -hmm. She's gone. Mm -hmm. Um, And there are also reports of a woman crying and or whispering. Um, And then of course, Jesse Driscoll himself is said to haunt the hotel. Um, Not really many, any or any accounts really of his apparition, but his cigar smoke Mm-hmm. Is smelled like throughout the lobby and the mezzanine. Mm-hmm. Um and of course there's no smoking in there. Yes. Um one of my absolute most actually this might be my absolute most favorite story. Mm-hmm. Annie Lennox. Do you know Annie Lennox? I think
1: so. She familiar. was the
0: lead singer of the Eurythmics. <laughs> so she was on tour
1: mm-hmm.
0: and stayed at the hotel. Okay. It is unclear what room she was in. Okay, But she stayed at the Driscoll. So she was trying to decide on an outfit to wear for that night. <laughs> and she was down to two. And she laid them both out on the bed. And she's trying to decide. So then she goes to... And this is like her account. Mm-hmm. She goes to take a shower to think about it, whatever. So she finishes in the shower. She comes out. And she screams. Because one of the outfits has been folded up and put back in her suitcase. <laughs> And the door was locked. Nobody came in. Wow. So somebody decided for her what she was going to wear that night.
1: <laughs> Crazy. Um,
0: yeah. So that was pretty short, but that was the Driscoll. Um, it's an awesome hotel. It it's so like it. cool to just walk around and, like, I'll post the pictures, but, like, I don't know if you can see some of these, but that's wow. the, um, the skylight in the lobby. That's lot of, that's that's the stairs where Samantha fell and broke her neck. Oh. And then that's Jesse Driscoll. So like that thing nice. is huge.
1: Yeah, that is huge. Um why do they like putting pictures like that at the top of stairs like that? Like I see that like in movies and things and like why? These are like the shadow boxes look at that brow. are you Right? <laughs> She's like she, look at those
0: eyes, man. She is creepy. That's probably the creepiest thing I saw in there. <laughs> um I did go wandering around exploring, and so one thing about this hotel is it goes lobby, mezzanine, Mm -hmm. which is where the ballroom is, which we tried to go see, but there was some kind of event going on, and yeah, like, we couldn't – so we were like, oh, well, the fitness center is back through here. We can just pretend we're going to find the fitness center, and we did, and but, like, the catering was all setting up and stuff like that, so it was – crowded and hectic and like you couldn't walk around the ballroom because they had all the tables and stuff set up Yeah. and we get back to the fitness center and I scan my card and it blinked red and it would not let us in so Uh-oh. I was like well maybe it's because there's an event going on so we go down the front desk and I was like yeah I just was wondering because we try to go get in the fitness center but is it closed because of the event and the guy was like no and I said oh well I scan my card and it wouldn't let me in and he goes well that's not <laughs> that's not right he's like no you should still be able to get in I was like okay we, ne- we never went back, so.
1: Um, <laughs> Just an excuse. <laughs> and,
0: but then, so the elevator goes lobby, mezzanine, four, five.
1: Oh. Um, How do you get to three?
0: Two and, well, technically, oh, technically one, two, and three are missing. But if even if you're going to count, the lobby would be the lobby, and then the mezzanine might be one. Mm-hmm. But you're still looking for two and three. And at the very least, three. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, "Well, I'll take the stairs because it doesn't say emergency only, so I can take the stairs, right?" So I went into the stairway to go downstairs, and I think it was like a service stairway because uh-huh. I heard staff below me like talking and like dishes clattering and stuff, mm-hmm. and somebody was coming up, and I was just like, "I don't feel like getting yelled at." Like there was nothing to say. Like I couldn't use the stairs, but yeah, I didn't want to get in trouble, so um. The mini bar was really expensive, but I did take a box of gummy bears for $5, and they were really good gummy bears, so well worth the $5. Uh, And then, yeah, like everything else, like the room was super comfortable. The bathroom was really nice. Um,
1: Oh, is the ballroom two stories? Maybe. No, we thought of that. Okay. No, we thought of that. I I was just thinking, that just came to my head. I was like, well... You know, that could account for a missing floor. Some
0: of it, but the ballroom doesn't take up the whole building. Yeah.
1: I don't know. That is weird. So,
0: yeah, I don't know what that's about. But, um, yeah, if you guys are ever in Austin, I recommend stopping by. It's very cool. Sounds cool. Very cool.
1: I'm glad when they restore buildings like that instead of, like, either modernizing them or tearing them I down. I
0: know. I would have... I'm really glad that they didn't do that 19-floor... <laughs> that would have been hideous. Yeah. Like, as it is now, it's so cool. Like, and just walking around Austin was so cool because there's this, like... You have, like, the the tall, like... It's hard to call something a skyscraper after living in New York. Yeah. <laughs> But you have the tall skyscrapers, like the modern buildings, mm-hmm. and then right next to them you have like these little two, three-story buildings that have been around since like eighteen eighty, 18- yeah. Yeah. So like, it's cool. It's really cool. And then we went over to the um, the Capitol building too.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think it's the Capitol, but some government building. But it's got like this. Is Austin the capital of Texas? Yeah. I think so. Is it? Okay, well, then it was the Capitol building. Um, that was really cool to see, too. And there was a monument for the Alamo, oh. which I was all excited about. I was like, I know these people. Look, at Stevie Crockett. So, yeah, that was really cool. So visit Austin. Austin's awesome. There's also, side note, <laughs> actually, it's the end of the season now, but if you're there starting next summer, the Congress Street Bridge. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of bats that live under it.
1: Oh and oh the the like swarm
0: yeah <laughs> we waited forever for those fuckers they finally came out but Isn't they're it cool they're teeny tiny it was already dark so oh. like the pictures that we had seen of it was like at sunset so you mm-hmm. can see them all yeah um, but when it, it finally they came out late. And the sun was already down, so it was already Aww. really dark, so it was really hard to see them. And I tried to get some video on my phone, and they look like bugs. Oh. Because they're little and they're yeah. high up, so it looks like swarm of, swarms of bugs flying across. But it still was really cool, because it was like, oh, there they go. And they come out, like, in um, packs. Yeah. So it would be like, a bunch of them, and then nothing. And then a <laughs> bunch of them, and it's almost like I picture like a little bat, like, like referee Ooh, at the, at the exit. It would be like, Go! Yeah, like like lowering his wing and then raising. Go. And then lowering it and then raising. Go. <laughs> but yeah, that was really cool. So. That's it. That's all I have.
1: Cool. Yeah. That's good.
0: And with that, we bid you adieu. Yes. We'll take a break. And now is a great time to oh, Write us up your own ghost stories. Send us your own location suggestions if you'd like us to talk about them. Uh, check out other creepy podcasts like the Night Owl Podcast, the No Sleep Podcast, Mm -hmm. Welcome to Night Vale. I'm trying to think of other. Those are the only ones that come to the top of my head because those are the ones I've been listening to. (laughs) So with that, we're gonna take a break for a few weeks and follow over our social medias, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, our Facebook group, My Favorite Haunted Group, The Home of the Paranormies. You can email us at myfavoritehaunting at gmail.com. Thanks for potting with us.